Hello and welcome to episode four, series two of the Scrim podcast. Uh, once again, thanks to all of you for tuning in over the last uh, few weeks. Some very good feedback from the Mark James uh, Cahalunia special we did there uh, two weeks ago. Um, great to hear some some stories, other stories from the time that we'll bring up in the, in the near future. And um, talks of illegal turbos making their way to the shores as well. So, um, yeah, sure, we might, we might mention that there uh, sometime in the future, but uh, no, interesting to, to hear that. We've got team ready for that. I know, yeah, yeah. Carlos, no, Carlos and Sweeney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was the what was the legal form in Black Books? Uh, what was your ones then? Oh, um, Jimber the cat. The cat Mark, do you know that one? Uh, it'll come back to me. It'll come to me. Yeah, uh, keep going. <laughs> I only, and I only watched the episode about two weeks ago. Like and again, fucking Black was, Books is that Black Books is on Netflix actually. If any, if you haven't, you haven't there, seen it. There was one. There was one in bottom that always made me giggle. Uh, Shotgun bastard and dribble. That was the name of the lawyer from. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Um, so yeah, Tommy and Arthur back with us again. Hello, lads. Hello, Bonjourno. Hello there. How's it going? Bonjourno, yeah. Tommy. Yeah, that's Bonjourno. Yeah, appropriate. Grazie. Appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Forza Rally Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that'll do it now, Tommy. Thanks. Um, yeah. So this this is the this is the. The long-awaited Rally Legend episode. We'll be kind of vaguely mentioned it in a couple of episodes in Series 1 that we would come back and do one because we kind of mentioned it a, a good bit. We, three of us had been there um, over the years. I don't think... What was the last the last year you went there at? Uh, I went in 2015 and 2016. So I haven't been, I haven't been back there since. Um, but I, I'd love to go back. It just... It never, it never suited any year since for me to go there was always something that clashed or didn't work but I went to went to 2015 and 2016 yeah yeah Tommy what year was it just 2017 you were there as well yeah it was um 17 the year the year we met yourself over there at it yeah um, yeah that's I mean did, Dennis was asleep under Aguinis Corolla <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen in my life oh yeah because you had there was yourself friend of ours Dennis and his brother Tyg and two other guys, two absolute Corolla nerds going around analyzing which one had a passive diff, which one had a Toyota sleek engine, which one had the, the yeah. Lexus engine, the joystick. Oh, it was. And Dennis asleep down by and down, down asleep, a, yeah. Taking yeah. a little siesta. Yeah, because we'd had, we'd had a few beers at the, the service park. You? Got into that simulator thing. Do you know the fucking. It was like, I don't know what game was it based on. Probably one of the dorts at the. But it was like a motion simulator kind of a thing anyway. Jesus, like, you get off it now, you wouldn't... I, I want a cap in it. I was happy enough with that. That's still a Pirelli cap. Yeah. The the hard-to-find Pirelli cap. Rally Legend, um, for any of you that aren't uh, familiar with it, it's an event that's... I think it's running since 2003 or so. Mm. And it's ba- based in San Marino. And as far as I'm aware, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, it takes place entirely within the Principality of San Marino. It doesn't actually go outside the borders of San Marino, which is a fair achievement because it's a pretty small place. But they found enough roads within San Marino itself to, to actually run the event. And it's basically just a celebration of historic motorsport <clears throat> with a few modern cars thrown in, generally running on gravel tires. Now, when I say the event is predominantly tarmac, you can kind of imagine what the what the crack is like. It's just a, a party, basically. It's a fucking, it's a brilliant, brilliant event. Um 
I've never been to anything like it. I know there's plenty of kind of historic rallies that run around the world, some kind of serious events and some more kind of exhibition style. Rally Legend is kind of a mix of the two, but in Italy. So, you know, you can imagine the passion that's over there for the like for all Lancias and you know, basically anything and it's it's uh it's you just it's have to festival go vibe to it like, isn't there? There absolutely is. Like they have the Sorbus is there on that um the stadium. Is was it another Olympic stadium or something it's, like that? It's it's the Olympic stadium, I think it or yeah, no, they do fuck all Olympics in it, but yeah um, <laughs> the there's the soccer it's in the is it uh, Sarahville is the the town and yeah it's the soccer pitch that's there when San Marino are playing their home games that's where it is and there's a big sports centre swimming pool gymnasium place beside it where you can kind of get food and burgers and chips and stuff and then there's a baseball pitch right beside that and then there's a roundabout and an industrial estate where everyone services in every corner of it it's yeah and as you're driving through uh, along the road, you'll just see Raddy Harris just like outside houses and on forecourts and fellas working on them. It's yeah, brilliant. We we stopped into a petrol station just to see. You, you know the way you're used to. You know in Ireland, you pick going to a petrol station to pick up your program or whatever. Self and uh, James, we pulled into this place and turned around, and who do I see filling up the the pumps behind us? Mickey Biasian. You know, he was wearing the full rig out of what he had to be wearing. And I said, we'll, we'll, nah, no, no, we'll leave him alone. He won't like that. We'll, we'll, we'll leave him alone, you know. But there was, I think the, I don't think that the programs even have to pay for half of them. They kind of give you like the map for free or something. Don't but, they? Uh, the last year I was there, 16, 15 was the same. You paid to get into the service park. Yeah. Uh, and that got you a wristband and it got you your program. And that was it. Then, then when you did get to the stages, if you didn't have the wristband, you did have to pay. Yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember that. I'm, I'm gutted because I about a month and a half later, after the Kasabian gig, when I ended up in hospital, they cut off the wristband off me in hospital. I was disgusted. <laughs> Second, just crawling to daily walk off your hand. That's it. Well, that's it. To be fair, there was one from the C sessions in Donegal from 2013 on the, the same wrist as well. Yeah. Oh, grim. Yeah. Well, it, it's a very, it's a very easy event to to get to and to stay at because that time of year, that part of Italy, like for anyone who doesn't know where San Marino is, it's like uh, Monaghan or Louds. It's the kind of that corner. It is, yeah. It's kind of just <laughs> up there. Up the like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's up in the top right, kind of, but not really up. And it's miles from Imola, which is, you know, the San Marino Grand Prix. My, miles from Imola. Couldn't be um, further from Imola. Like. <laughs> there's two two seaside towns that Rimini and uh, Riccone. Rimini is nice. All the ho- yeah, all the hotels mm. close down. So, like, when you go to stay, because if you go to Rally Legend, that's pretty much where you'd stay, and it's a 20 minute drive in then. Um, but you get a hotel, like a nice hotel, as long as they're still open, dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, and you can cruise on in, um, and it's it's a it's a brilliant uh, any more. I, I don't know what it's like in more recent years. I see John Todd and Michelle Mouton were there this year, so I don't know what that would bode for the future. But did they bring the big stick with them? Yeah, I don't know, but it's still it certainly seems to be fairly loose anyway because it's kind of 
there's kind of four sections to it, I think, now where that's what it's evolved into. And some of them are timed and untimed, but you still a massive variety of cars in, in each section, like, and a lot of them driven really hard, which is yeah. class. You don't see that a lot in the exhibition events, like, it's different there. The, the entry was down a bit this year for obvious reasons, like, but the year Tommy and I were there last 2017, they had um, a kind of a celebration for Colin McRae 10 years since he passed. Mm-hmm. And the like they got as many world champions there as they could. And whatever we we'd got the passes, but we got some sort of advanced booking. I can't even remember what it was. And I got a press pass as well. So we got into this like interview session with all the guys and we were trying to actually count up how many world titles were standing in front of us. I couldn't yeah. I actually lost track. Like it was insane. I'll try and I'll try and dig out the photo somewhere. I have a brilliant photo actually of um Loeb looking up at Granholm like and Granholm's definitely a foot and a half over him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking it's brilliant. But like like you like you said there, um there's tons of places to say what we did and this is what I'd strongly recommend if you are going over there try and get try and make the most of the time over there. We actually yep. flew into Milan and drove down and even the drive down is good crack like you know just being on the motorway in Italy which is an experience in itself. But um, if you head down from Milan down to down to that direction, you can basically you're passing Maranello and Santa Gata and those places. You know, for Ferrari, Lamborghini, Ducati. Um, no, we only got to Ferrari that day. Um, on that particular day, I'd recommend going to Lam- Lamborghini if you get, if you can get in there as well. It's really really cool. Again, you're not too far away as well. But another thing as well in Maranello, we got into this guy I think he's, he's is he Exabart the what's his name oh fucking you were there oh, aren't you? Our, our friend Guido Guido yeah he's he, yeah. He's, yeah he's, he's Exabart isn't he I I'm not, I'm not sure but he's he's well connected we'll put it that yeah. way <laughs> yeah but like he, he had um, do you know one of the original Delta S4 Space frames just inside in the shade, like in it's more. Uh, it's that's made of chassis, toilet roll inserts, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's chassis. <laughs> what do they call it? The the machete. It's like the first rolling chassis of a um, an S four. The chassis number is still on it. It's zero three eight zero zero zero. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have any running gear or an interior or anything. But it's just the body and it's on wheels. Yeah. But it's the original one. Yeah, it's um, it's actually scary. It's nearly scarier to look at that than it is to look at a fully clothed one because you see how fragile they were and just how yeah. little was in them. Like, um, because the year the year I was there, you were to kind of have a team every year. So the first year I was there, the team was Delta S fours because it was thirty years since the end of Group B. Well, was that twenty fifteen or thirty years since the the Delta Delta S four came out? Like, yeah, yeah, um. And there was just loads of them. Um, they even had then in the service park, they had the ECV1 and ECV2, the two Group S ones. The Triflux. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. And they had, there was, I'll never forget it. There was, uh, and I don't think it was K-Sport. Must have been someone else, but there was someone running a few S4s anyway. And you know the way fellas would like to keep a bit of weight down on the tents like on the corner, like they put a wheel down or something or, you know, kind of tie a wheel around it so that it doesn't fly away. So one of the wheels that was tied onto the thing to keep the weight down was the red Delta S4 wheels, the ones that they use like to change over 
mid stage when they're doing the pit stops of Monte Carlo. I was like, ah, oh, the only place I'll ever see that. Like, yeah, um, yeah, it's and it's literally it's, be used just to keep a keep keep it keep a fucking tint fucking held up. Like, yeah, ah, it's yeah. absolutely wild, yeah. and the the sheer variety of. Stop! Stop! The sheer variety of spectator cars is even better. The, yeah, the rally about the continent is brilliant for that anyway. But yeah. rally legend in particular, it's class. Yeah. Like for me, what I thought was really cool the year we went was, like as much as you seen the odd three hundred six Maxi and Meek was there and the Zara and you know that was very cool. But how who was there was uh, Frank Keddy came over from Ireland and look when you're competing on rallies you don't really get a chance sometimes to appreciate what some of the guys rallying over here are like because you're doing your own thing and but what was really interesting to me was that hearing all these foreign nationalities running in their different dialects trying to pronounce Keddy as they ran towards the edge of the road to see Keddy coming around in this blue mark too at fucking bizarre angles like it was like a fight between him and the Italian guy Paolo Diana, like Paolo Diana's one three one, though is just something unbelievable as a spectacle to see on its own. Like we see so much Mark twos that to see this was just like this is amazing. This this is class. But then you got to see what they thought of the stuff that we take for granted, maybe a little yeah. bit at home as well. You know what you were saying there as well, Morris, about you know flying over. It is possible to knock a really good little trip out of it because uh, one of the years uh, both years I went flew into Bologna uh, and around Bologna you have as you said you have all the Ferrari stuff but, and you can go to Ferrari and go to what do they call it the Museum of Engines and all of that kind yeah. of stuff is there For, like you go to the car park at Maranello like and there's weeds growing up through it like the Italians just don't care about that stuff inside it's last but outside they don't really care yeah. but we, after we went here by um, Guido's place and, and looked at all his stuff he said uh, go to the Panini Museum um, as your man I'm fairly sure same fellow Panini football stickers and he has the largest private collection of Maseratis but it's not private because it is on display but you drive down into his dairy farm and there's a couple of sheds and the next thing there's these set of automatic doors you park up and walk in no one to show you around or anything and it's just Maseratis everywhere. It's unbelievable. Uh, and when you go on, then on the road from Bologna on, you pass Imola. You can go into Imola and, and see all of that. And when you get down to Romini and uh, Riccone and Misano is there as well, the MotoGP track. Like, it's just motorsport wherever you go. Like Even when they stop for a pit in a petrol station, we stopped in to get a coffee on the way. All the sandwiches had names of racing drivers on them. One sandwich was called the Senna, the other one was called the Shumi, and there was a Rossi for something else. It was mental, like just small shell petrol station. Actually, Rossi's, uh, Rossi's old boy uh, drove course car rally legend two of the years I was there. Uh, yeah. BMW, BMW M3. He did a good bit of rallying himself. Yeah, he did a Sierra yeah, or something yeah. back in the day. Yeah, an 037. Yeah. I think he threw an 037 after in Sardinia a long, long, long time ago. Don't ask me why you know that, but it's, it's there. Who sit with him, though? Was it what, uh, what navigator? He sits with Rossi now that he's doing the race. He actually sat with both of them. Can't think of the guy. It should be on the tip of my tongue. Carla Casino. Yeah. yeah. 
But um, yeah, no, like Italy as a country is just incredible. Like you know, the food and everything over there. Like even you know, I've been over there for non car stuff. Like and it's, it's just a class country. Like you know, everything about it. I wouldn't want to live there. I fucking hate living there. It's a, because you get nothing done. But you know, to visit and experiences and really like you mentioned after about the cheap hotels and stuff. We got a flat in Rimini for. I'd say not, and I'd say if there's fucking 50 quid each for the four nights, and there was seven of us all together, went over and just walked down the street, class apartment, walking down the street, best coffee I've ever had in my life, inside the small cafe beside us, and, you know, off you go in for the day, watching rallying, fucking, ah, oh, it's just, it's unreal. Like, and then, if you go with a group of people, it's unreal. And the way, the way they started on the Friday, you, you go in and all the cars after they go through scrutineering or I don't know if they're all scrutineered I, I don't know but they all like how do you scrutineer a group B car <laughs> yeah they all, is, they is all it currently on fire they know no, <laughs> they all they all line them up around the athletics track around the football pitch in the stadium and you can go and walk around all the cars and they all have spotlights on because the first loop of stages are on Friday night like yeah. you're out of the hills until 11, 12, 1 o'clock it's unreal yeah. that's like, one of the best things I've ever seen the, the night stages over there it was like watching something you you stayed at a neighbour's house on to, to go over to watch Eurosport to see the San Remo <laughs> it was, yeah. there was a hairpin right and there was an armco in the middle of it in the shop there, the place was black with people it was full air horns fireworks the whole thing and as you go up the the hairpins took you up into the vineyards and hills above but there was a zero, not zero three seven but a t16 evo 2 this thing was basically a flamethrower i remember that the flame night yeah yeah and it just thing. lit up the sky every time yeah, yeah, gear yeah, change. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's one of those things that you just you have to see it to believe it and it's only yeah. when you go somewhere like that that you really will get to see it but then you see like a martini cosworth in period livery you know like a jolly club privateer yeah semi works you up with the lampod full anti-leg lads going mental it you may as well be in san remo in 1995 yeah. but it gives you a snippet of what san remo must have been like in the yeah. 80s and early I, th- I think it gives more than a snippet because like we the the year we got there, I we were actually late enough getting to the stadium because trying to sign on for the fucking press pass took about an hour. Like, <laughs> like anything, fucking admin in Italy does. But anyway, yeah. um, eventually got down there. The boys were having a fucking meltdown, but sure, we got there with two Alpha Julias rented, um, and two of them were the automatic ones. One of the the lads with us is a very very fast man in the woods. And really tested the strength of the, the gear selector. This <laughs> kid had driven through the dash by the end of the weekend. But anyway, um, got there and it was like a sensory overload. There was fellas up and down the road bedding in pads and stuff, you know. So that's the first thing you hear. You don't see anything. You know, you hear fellas just tearing up and down the road and, and like, you're like, is that an integrally? Is that a fucking quack? Do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, unreal. Walked in, then and we weren't in there, I'd say, three minutes. And heard an S4 idling and as if I literally sprinted after it and took off out. And I'd never seen an S4 properly. I'd seen Guido's 
kind of space frame chassis thing all around the day. I'd never seen one running or anything like that. Oh they're my huge. God. They're, they're really, really big. They're really small and really big at the same time. I don't know how they yeah. do. They're just the scary. The cannons just protrude out, like don't yeah. they? It's just they're, they explode out a bit. The, those things, they're actually a spaceship. I, I'm utterly convinced. Like there's been they're the most dangerous competition car. If, like, if you if you look at them, the most dangerous rally car anyway. If you look oh, at them and you look at the stormtrooper, the the Star Wars stormtrooper, you take off the the Martini decals, the way the panels expand. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Shape, the, like. the whole thing is made of what seems like papier mache. Um, they're sitting in the fuel tanks. The thing smells like a two stroke, and I didn't I didn't realize a car and the and a sound of an an engine idling could actually sound dangerous. But the S four manages it. It's that like whatever way. It, Obviously, it's very canny, but the way the supercharger is kind of spinning and the turbo is not, you know, it's just it, it, the it's sound. It, it's idling like it's tethered down, like that, that, that's kind of how you describe it. It's, it's exactly. like it, it, it will go, yeah, <laughs> like, and it, yeah. This thing will catch fire, like, there's no doubt it'll, <laughs> yeah. it'll gladly catch fire on you. Like, it's a canister of violence just waiting to be opened. Yeah, it is, like, yeah, but we, we got out to that little roundabout then, um, realized. There must have been at least a thousand people standing around the shore and were like, what the fuck is going on here? Some I Greek, why. Yeah. Some Greek lad landed out in um, a group of Impreza on gravel wheels, on gravel tires, and um, did one loop around the boat, took off. We're like, Jesus, there's a lot of people here to watch just an escape. There was cops everywhere. I mean, like yeah. there must have been at least three or four squad cars. Next thing, right? This fella in an Alpha, an Alpha 75, a road car, pulls up he, he was there the year i was there as well <laughs> jesus christ like and it actually he full on diffed for i'd say about three minutes or tried to anyway pi- like good pilot good he pilot was, he, he it took yeah geez, the orchestra did know but god he gave it some <laughs> abuse but the cheers around the place like it was unreal i was like this is like nothing and the cops literally looking staring at him like you know i yeah. didn't give a fuck like and the autocross, the boy, the Hungarian guys in the ladders, they were the biggest heroes of the lot. They yeah. had the yeah. most, they had tires that I'd say weren't fit for sitting up on a silage pit yeah. on the car. <laughs> and they they brought their own gang with them. Like the Hungarian flags were there and everything. And they were the loudest people there as well. Biggest cheer came for these lads with, I'd say if it was 70 brake horsepower between the entries, they were doing well. <laughs> it was on the downhill sections, the boys yeah. were really being brave. Yeah. It, it, it's very it's very hard for us to, I suppose, kind of get that into our heads as well because of where we are and, and what we've seen. And we're an island off an island off a continent. But like those central European events gets, well, an event like this gets such a variety of people and competitors from all over Europe. And that, that really adds to the atmosphere of it because it's not like when you go to a world championship event where it's just like factory drivers and a couple of other guys from all around. People travel to this to enjoy it, to to support guys who are doing it or whatever. It, it's very different even to any foreign event I've been to. Um, it's just a party, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a, the Goodwood Festival of Speed is probably the closest I've got to it and that's very much with the corks and the, the horns of the bull. Like, it's... Yeah, uh, it's a little it's bit a, more like the, the, the bull run out in San Marino. 
It is. It's like a super sketchy version of the Festival of the Speed. If you want to, if you yeah, want to, yeah. if you want to put it that way, like, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Even wandering on servers, like, you know, there's loads of stalls selling class, you know, old books and stickers and models, and you can get a a, a bladder a bladder tank for a Delta L S four was for sale the year I was there. Oh, I think, you, I, I think you sent me sent me a photo of that. Yeah, if if, if yeah. anyone needs to get a get a, get a fuel tank for the S four, they'll start you out. They have it. Yeah, they look There was much stuff that was there that I wanted. I left with nothing. That was that's the biggest sickener of it because you were so it was like when you go into HMV and you have in your mind, uh, yeah, I'd like to get this album, and then suddenly you just get blown away by this pure variety of stuff. I want to get a martini jacket. And suddenly there's 220 different varieties of martini yeah. bits and pieces in here. It's not going well, I bought uh, I bought a Palo Diana hoodie when I was there. It's cool. Yeah. It had like 31 and the star. And I left it on a tree in Finland. I got too warm and I took it off. And I left it on a tree when I was spectating around in Finland. And I completely forgot about it. And Sick. we had walked like 20 kilometers or whatever to get to where I was. <laughs> Yeah. somebody in Finland has it now anyway. I think I got one of them as well um, but it was the last one they had and it was extra large and it was just I, it does it just hanging but I wore it away anyway I wore it yeah, I, yeah. I wore it into the press thing for all the world champions just because <laughs> <laughs> blend in blend in yeah 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 but um, no it's just um, some class stuff there and I think I'm pretty sure Deanna just services. He's not even in the main service area because the stall I bought it off looked to be where his service fan and stuff was, and it was just over the front of a petrol station. Like so, do you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, it's it's just it's indescribable. You know, I just have to have to try and get there. But anyway, the Friday morning then, um, shakedown, which is worth a watch, um, because doesn't seem to matter where you are, or you know what stage or what part of the event, like. People are going pretty hard, like even on shakedown. We'd feel as like the, the start of shakedown is basically at the top of uh, top of the crest of a hill on tarmac and straight down onto a gravel, like. And the amount of lads that nearly went off, like straight away, you know, just after fucking taking off, maybe two of the hours down the road is unreal, like. I was gutted. Andrea Gini, I only seen him in shakedown. He didn't make it to the night stage. When I Did was he, he was he was meant to be in the ST two hundred five. Meek came down in the Zara. Full commitment. There was no, you know, doing this half half board. They were really on it. Meek was impressive. Then Aguini was nearly more impressive because, you know, the car wouldn't have the tech of what the Zara had. That was it. Didn't see him again for the rest of the weekend. Sickened, like. Yeah, so then after the shakedown, I remember everyone being really cranky for about two hours because I don't think we got any food into us at that point. <laughs> then we found some place that sold pizza got a lot of it and got a lot of drink and headed for the lights the night stages and that was something else like as you said there about the 205 you know spit flames and stuff wherever we parked it did actually genuinely feel like san remo because it was on kind of a gravelly wherever we parked was kind of quite gravelly there was a couple of wind turbines and stuff around and it just you know, the rolling hills kind of like it was i don't think it's tuscany that region is it no you're what San Remo used to nearly come over as far as San Marino and go yeah. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tuscany, uh, Romagna, Romagna, or whatever. Emilia, Romagna, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it goes yeah. across and comes back. Yeah, yeah. But like um, it, it just and just uh, the sun was setting, and next thing, can over the crest of a hill, and again, a few thousand people there. 
flares going already, fireworks going. There wasn't going to be a car for about an hour, like, but the whole place was going mad. Like, it was unreal. Fellas with fucking proper tin setups, might have been 10 or 12 of them there, barbecue was going. And this thing, and I don't know what the reason for it is two stroke engines, just like chainsaws with the barrels taken off them and stuff like that, going for the whole night. Like, what is that about? Like, there was the, the year I was there, the first year, there was fellas, yeah, they had all of that, like, and leaf blowers and the whole lot, and then nah, 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 nah. they had, um, it was a fair little bit of engineering they'd done. They had a pickup, and like you said, they had the whole setup all there. And um, in the back of the pickup, they had uh, an engine on like a little tray with a battery and a hand operated throttle. And there, were, there was another fella had a kind of gun that was firing like grease and oil into it so it wouldn't seize. <laughs> and uh, they, they just started redding, 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 revving away. Took it down then, put it on the ground and just revved away for about an hour and I think the thing blew up. Um, <laughs> but it was, whatever the, there's, it's kind of one of the longest stages, I think. Uh, is it La Casa or something it's called? It's one of those Friday night ones. And they kind of, they repeat all the stages a good bit over the weekend. So some of them run on the night and the day. But there's a point on that stage, it's about halfway through and there's a big climb up a hill and there's kind of hairpins going up the hill. So there's always a crowd of people up at the top. But when you're at the top of the hill, you're looking over at, and again, if no one's ever been to San Marino, the, the little town of San Marino itself is up on a kind of ridge on top of a hill. So when it gets dark, you can see all the lights of that in the distance. And the stage starts near there. And you just see the lights winding all the way down the valley to you. And then coming all the way back up. It's sensational. Yeah. You know the way we always hear these things about different generations of people, and people can get quite heated about us about you know, oh, rallying after Group B was dead, you know, and certain generations after that think that these are only just grumpy old men. Every generation has something special about it, but like you're saying, Morris, it's very reminiscent some of it of what we imagine uh, San Remo, San Remo to have been like. If you remember the video. I think we all have it, you know, greatest years of rallying the 80s, the, the Duke video. There's a montage in that in San Remo where the cars are just going through the crowds and it's just amazing. This is the closest you'll get to seeing a re-representation of that. It is yeah. unbelievable. It's And like, that's not just for, you know, seeing Group B cars. You want kit cars, they're there. There's Megans, there's 360s, there's Clio, Maxis, un, unreal. Every Group A car you could imagine, it's there. It's just <coughs> phenomenal. Yeah, Stratuses, you know, any old Group Four stuff. Escort You'd actually get like sick that. of seeing Delitas. Yeah, one of our crowd there, he actually was getting quite, quite angry about the amount of Deltas there. He, 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 Quick Man in the Woods. Quick, Quick Man in the Woods, yeah. He, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was not happy with the with the, with the the Delta contingent. Um, well, the, the Integrality contingent, anyway, the S4. I, I think if you don't like an S4, you know, you've given up on life. Does does yeah. if you if you if if, it, if you can't if you fail to be impressed by an S four, just look, yeah, have a go ahead and have a chat with yourself. But there's a fair there's a fair amount of alternators struggling to keep up on the night stages though. There's lights flickering everywhere. Oh stuff. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like yeah, you see you can hear the hear the revs dropping the startling when they try on the big lights yeah. and stuff. But um yeah, so the, the night stage when we after the, the first location, we ended up going to stage start. And like you mentioned again, Group B, people 
everywhere. Like I, I like I'd, I'd love to see the safety plan or lack thereof for the event because you know when you're just used to the you know the admittedly very high standard over here for spectator safety, it is a bit of an eye opener. Again, public liability and all that kind of crack isn't the same as uh, in Italy as it is over here or whatever. But nonetheless, people, some people do stand in very, very silly places, which again kind of gives that authentic 80s experience. But anyway, we were on the start line and we could, we were literally on the line, like as in we could touch the cars as they were sitting there idling, waiting to go. And I made a point of touching every 037 and S4 that was there because I was like, sure, I might never experience this again. And I'll tell you what, like standing in on a hill in the middle of Italy, you know, San Remo, Italy, whatever, load of you know, rally crazy fans around you. I had a fair few beers, I know, at this stage, so I was feeling pretty good about life. Um, and hearing and feeling an S4 take off, that that SO Super Oil called the black and gold one, and I'll, I'll put the, the the sound clip at the start the, at the intro of the podcast. Um, like oh my on a set, god on a set of full racing slicks as well like yeah that thing that thing is wound so when we say wound you know you talk about group in casby wound this is an s4 that's been wound so if the thing has 600 horsepower i wouldn't be surprised the thing it is just violence like and like you know you see cars taking off the rossi cars are pretty cool to watch taking off kick cars whatever and with a bit of power is pretty cool to watch this thing People actually started screaming with joy when this thing took off. It was <laughs> just unbelievable. Like it's one of the best things I've ever experienced. That that night at that stage start um was you know probably top five, I'd say, rally experience I've ever had. So if you even get over there for that alone, you should. Then I'd say maybe half an hour later, we were all poisoned because there was a fair few two or sixes running that year and they're running on some noxious fuel whatever they're using they're not they're not combusting much but anyway because it the fumes oh my god we actually all got headaches i had to go away from the start line for about 10 minutes i was proper fucking spitting headache now and everything like that i was uh I, I don't know if it, i don't know if it was this if it was the same year year the year we were there again there was a good few 206s and they were they all sounded different they were all yeah was like an evo one one and there was a one a, another one. they all sounded different it was just yeah. a pure hodgepodge of stuff and getting back to the, you were saying there about spectator safety and stuff 2016 the last year I was there it was actually cut short that year someone was killed spectator was killed um, oh yeah I remember that actually a, uh, in a Cleo slid on and hit a bale and the bale hit a spectator and the spectator hit a tractor then that was par- it was all in the runoff area yeah yeah um, and the event was cut short that year but uh, I don't think they've done a whole lot more to improve things safety wise certainly would no. seem like that but no. it was it was more the conditions or anything it was really really wet that year yeah um yeah but it's if you have if you have your wits about you it's it's a perfectly yeah. enjoyable event yeah it's it's like any more sport event you, you're there really at your own risk and you have to exercise your own best judgment about where you're standing but like Talking of standing in strange places, it doesn't seem to matter where you're standing. This fella's going to get near you. Does anyone remember your man? Um, is it Johan? I, I don't think Johan's name. Klasner. Klausner the, the Quattro, yeah. Klausner <laughs> and the Quattro. The most, the car with the engine, the furthest over the front axle that was most prone to understeer. Somehow he is able to throw this thing around like it's the most perfectly balanced car going. Yeah. Spitting flames out of the side exhaust. It's, it's phenomenal to watch him. 
Yeah, he's yeah. he's like worth that, going that, for as well. Like that, that that event has made like heroes of him and Diana and I suppose Frank Kelly maybe now in, in a different sense. Like um, Frank Kelly got a new lease of life. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Frank Kelly's well, running running neons on his car. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> Max Power two thousand and two spec Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but. It, it it definitely does that, and I'm trying to think of if anyone else goes. It did he ever go to it? Um, if uh, Tommy, did you stay in Romania or Riconi as well? That's I, I stayed in Romania and I went to a very self and James went to a pub at the bottom of the road where we were greeted by a Scottish man. When you were when you were driving in to San Marino each day. Did you pass the aviation museum theme park thing up on the hill yeah. on the right hand side with yeah. all the fighter jets and tanks and stuff? Yeah. Did you go up to asleep? it? No. I'm sick and I didn't see that. Oh, but, it's absolutely mental. Again, I do like, remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. We went to it both years, actually. Um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of on the border coming in from Italy in San Marino and it's up on the right hand side. And you see all these kind of planes like built into the hill. You're like, what the hell is this? And you go up and paint, and it's fairly run down, but there's old Russian helicopters from the Cold War. Well, Jamie Arkela loved this. There's yeah. fighter <laughs> there's fighter jets, there's old missiles, there's um uh, big trucks with like CCP on the side of them used to transport missiles. That was like early uh, Germany when you go to Baumholz. It's absolutely class. It's just on the way. If, if anyone goes to Rally Legend, go to this theme park. It's the weirdest little place you'll ever go to. But it's mad when you when you kind of take the maps. Admittedly, are shite. They're shocking. They're 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 piss poor. Even for two navigators in the car, it's piss poor. We but we went and even when you went down the back road, there was this house and it just an innocuous house. Whatever way we squinted at it, there was. A Mark One Ford Escort shell outside, pristine, bubble arched, and everything with the red kind of stripe down the middle of it, like a works back up. Abandoned Mark Two estate road car there. You're kind of like, well, we are really in car country here, even yeah. for cars that are non Italian cars. We are in the heartland of yeah. petrolhead heaven here. It's if, yeah. regardless of you know what your inclination is from motorsport. That part of the world is the place to go. Yeah, it is. It's it's like concentrated heat of uh, of stuff. I remember being fair depressed coming home on the Sunday night in the plane, <laughs> thinking because I, I we'd been to Rally Catalonia earlier that, earlier that month, so October was a big month. You know, within the space of three weeks, I'd been to the RC and in Rally Legend. I was like, you know, and that was a really good Rally Catalonia that year as well, with the 2017 cars and me winning and stuff. It was like. Jeez, they have to top that now for, for two events in a row. Like, but um, the Saturday, remember being stood, and it was again, we're really cool location. Location could see for you. Were ages. you able to stand on Saturday after no, your events on Friday? Fairly shook now, but I was, yeah, you'd just be buzzing like she wouldn't mind. Like, and we were um, talking, I just got, got chatting to these lads. They were Italians, but did a couple of them had really good English, and we were just comparing the kind of national rallying scenes because the boys were competing as well and we were just kind of discussing about you know what's it like to run cars over here and the boys were actually running group a7 clios so 
basically the Williams Cleos, you know, but the yep. proper Group A ones, like not a maxi, but still had sequential boxes and stuff like that. And the figures they were throwing around were big, like you know, we're talking 40, 50 grand for 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 one of these things, like and they they'd work really well over there. But I remember the on the Sunday where they have that kind of spectator sort of a stage around that industrial kind of a stage or whatever that or kind of it's it's, it's right beside service, like you can walk up to it. Yeah, it's you, a you steep actually, walk. You could actually you could actually base yourself in San Marino town or Cervada or whatever. And for the for the whole weekend, and you actually would see a lot within walking distance of where you were. Like you'd be you'd be but surprised how much you get. Like they they run that stage around the industrial estate like three or four times over the yeah. weekend. Like if you didn't, if you weren't inclined to leave, if you're quite happy to yeah. sit, sit in service and drink away, you could. No, you problem. could actually could could conceivably do it. But anyway, the the Cleos, the Maxis going over that jump, the downhill jump into the chicane. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh yep. my god, the Maxis had about 10 miller suspension travel. They kept trying to pass pass it, pass themselves out every time going over the jump. And the, the narrow Cleo's then were perfect over it. So Joe, you'd, you'd often wonder, because obviously over here, put will drive cars over here generally tend to be civics. Um because the odd exception. But Joe, it'd be cool to see something like that compete over here if someone could get it to work. I was in Italy a fortnight before I'd always wanted to go to Italy because I just have this kind of inclination to like most things that are Italian. I was over with work for a work jolly with Alpine Stairs. And but I remember we'd planned to go to to Rally Legend the week or two afterwards. And all I could think of there was like, how do I kind of angle this? These are all people that are involved in motorsport here at this. How do I angle this that you know, yeah, yeah, I'm going. I could bring my helmet. I could bring my suit. Anyone anyone stuck for somebody just to give a vague yeah, direction yeah. of left and right. I can learn that in Italian or yeah, that's all you need to know. Like, is it? Yeah. yeah. And like you, you can because uh, Sean Hassett, a friend of mine, did it last year with Ray Breen in the, in the metro, but like you can recce as many times as you want. There's there's chases allowed, so there's fellas like flying around with vans and cars pulling it. Because uh, Matthias, or was it Matthias, who did it last year in Matthias Ekstrom's? Oh, in the rallycross car. The rallycross car, yeah. Um, was it not Ekstrom himself, no? I don't know. It, he did it, but then some, maybe he did it. Someone else drove it as well over the weekend, anyway, right. around that legend stage. But when it was out on the road, because it was a rallycross car, it only had like a small fuel tank. Like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that really fueled more. it. Had to refuel it at the end of every stage. Jesus like. Christ! And that's like the the wildness of that. Like, yeah. So cars that'll never run anywhere else. And, I'd say that's yeah. common enough though on the continent with their events though. Because I remember coming off the first stage in Spain, and there was a fellow with a head torch waiting for us, directing us into the the chase van. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, first stage it started at half nine at night. So it was pitch black and suddenly this felt a minor, basically. Certainly <laughs> when you're dealing with older, more historical cars that are more prone to breaking or things going wrong with them, it makes sense. Yeah. But you just see cars diving in everywhere at the end of the yeah. stage. It's brilliant. I'd actually, do you know what? I'd love to do it um, and experience it. But I don't know, it's nearly one of those events you're, you're nearly better off as a spectator. Just to witness everything that's going on, I think you know you know yourselves. Whenever you're in a car, you don't you miss half the stuff. You're concentrating on this and that. Even on a fun type event, Joe, you still have to be somewhere at a certain time, and Joe, you still have to 
have some semblance of no calling going right. on to try and get us up around or whatever. But like I, I, I think anyone who's into motorsport, as you said, let's try and get over there at least once. I, I cannot. I didn't obviously didn't go this year with all the crack on on, but I think maybe next year as soon as things settle again, because like you get as well as all the old cars, like you have the top current works teams dropping cars and drivers in and out like Volkswagen oh. were a big supporter they've been for a long time and like even before the Polo was on the world scene they had like Carl Sainz there driving it around and stuff you know um, as tests and and they were going properly hard like you know it wasn't as if they were just tipping around you know there's been a couple of the, the new generation cars there as you said Chris Meek was there with a Zara it was brilliant to watch there that year till he threw it off brakes um, failed the brakes failed was it? Brakes failed. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no Chris Meek PR department there. All right. <laughs> How much? Oh, yeah. Is that Chris Meek in the background there? Your screen telling <laughs> you a big bag of cash. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, like, the, the caliber of driver that even turns up to. Do you remember? Uh, there was a, like you said, you could have a really modern car on forestry tires. Andrea Navarra was in uh, Fiesta R5, and the thing was at absolute wild angles everywhere. And like yeah. a lot of people would argue, R5s are boring. These are that's not true. R5s are far from boring. There's plenty going on in an R5. But when you put it, when you stick a set of forestry tires on onto a tarmac road with that bit of extra probably play there is even in the suspension as well as the sidewall, it was phenomenal to watch. You know. Mm. Yeah, Navarro was doing it in a group A in Pretzel, the year I was there, and, and that was class. But and, and you said it there, Morris, you know, uh, Volkswagen put in a couple of drivers for a few years. Valle was doing course car one year, and I think Granholm another year. Uh, and Hayden Padden did it a few years in a in a Hyundai. Um, but it was brilliant to see those guys in the kind of setting where they can just peg the yoke about and they're not worried about times. Yeah, purely yeah, yeah. about control and having fun, but yeah. still going unbelievably hard. It's a bit like when you see, uh, you don't see it that much anymore. Um, but sometimes if you watch Sky Sports F1 and the, there's the hot laps happen in between, and some of the F1 drivers take the, you know, like a McLaren out or one of them uh, Mark GTs or whatever, yeah, out yeah, for yeah. runs the passengers, and they're pushing a road car so hard. And it just shows their control so much better. Like when you go to a WRC event and they pass you by in the blink of an eye, it's unbelievable control. You don't get a chance to take it all in. When you're yeah. at this kind of event and they're just pegging it from side to side, and you can just you can tell how even how much the competitors have died. You can you can tell that as a spectator. Like it's last. Yeah. At one stage on the Sunday, and bear in mind now this has been you know three after three full on days of kind of <laughs> you know proper proper petrol head stuff and uh, quite a lot to drink and eat in between including getting into an argument with a waitress because two of our crowd went to cappuccinos at 11 at night that was apparently it's a mortal scene in Italy <laughs> but anyway um, <laughs> so on the Sunday and it, it kind of felt like it was in a bit of a dream or something we were sitting and we moved away from the jump area of that that kind of Sunday stage thing and into more the infield section and at one point Peter Salberg was sitting in with Didier Ariel doing donuts in an ST205 Celica while Nicky Grist and Loeb were in a C4 with no helmets on and Loeb was just 
floating the car. Just the only way to describe it, it was beyond drifting, floating. Just and he looked so relaxed. It was just you know, even even when he's just tipping around inside in a, an exhibition kind of a thing, you could see the car control the man had. Next thing, Terry Terry Noivel came on and just went mental for about ten minutes and literally tore the tires off. Night twenty, you know, and it's like this is too much. Like, can we just have? Can I have one of these one of these things happening per week? Maybe that'll you know keep me going rather than all this happening at once. I can't even take it all in, you know. Sensory overload. It was totally it, it, like it I, I nearly, I nearly even into, into standby mode. I just couldn't fucking <laughs> couldn't couldn't uh, take too much more in. Like, but uh, like it's, it's, it's only then afterwards. I was I was writing the report and stuff for it after. <laughs> I was trying to just recall, you know, what had been said at the press conference and all these little bits of experiences over the weekend. I was like, "Fucking hell, that is, you know, that's once once in a lifetime sort of stuff." But it's not because it's on every year, and you know, it's in Italy. The car. Yeah, like it, 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 if if you're listening to this podcast and you have a passport, uh, and you you can get to get like if you go with six or seven bucks, it won't even cost you. 400 quid like yeah it's cheap and Italy is actually not an expensive country in that no. part, with that part of it anyway the touristy parts of robbery are right like but it's actually like you would eat out you there eat, you'd eat well for small money tiny yeah. money like a cup of coffee is about a euro 20 or something like that in the morning and fucking pastry or whatever and then sure, a bit of lunch and you you get a savage you know main course then and you're drinking like get a litre of wine for like 9 euros and it's like Jesus Oh, you get a you get a liter of wine for like, four. Yeah, it's and it's beautiful. <laughs> it's nicer than that you'll ever drink over here. Like, do you know? Oh what? man, oh, oh, just, there's there's a good bar in I can't remember if it's Romini or Riccone. I think it's called Red Devil Motors. It's kind of like a a rally kind of motorsport slash rock bar. You'd always have a few kind of rally bucks in there. And the the second year we were there, Callum Devine was with us, and uh, we they had like t-shirts hanging up on the roof so we got Callum to give one of his Callum Divine Rallying t-shirts it's up on the roof in what's the more obscure things that you remember like that year it was it was the year the Colin McRae thing like you mentioned one of the first things we spotted when we went in was there was a 22B parked up inside a blue 22B they're all blue but this one was chassis number 000 and Seven James actually kind of half recognized the number plate. We're like, what's going on here? This is a bit strange. And as it turned out, it was a guy from Donegal. He bought the car back just before the big Colin McRae run was done uh, back around, was it 2008, where they did it for charity, where they gathered them all to spell out his name in a big oh, airfield. On an, on an airfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he bought the car. He got the, the loan from the, the bank at the time. But he didn't realize, he thought the car was kind of, you know, a bit rough because he thought, because it was all seam welded at the, the arches and that. But because it was chassis 000, it was actually one of the prototype cars. It's actually Nicky Gristol car. The attention that car got around the place was was unreal. He let himself and Lowry in to actually start it and give it a bit of a rev. And we were like, are you sure? Ah, you're all right. You're from home. I wanted anyone else to touch you. <laughs> Two boys rag. I didn't rag. <laughs> <laughs> Took myself that absolutely <laughs> rigging it. Like. <laughs> but, uh, but he drove that car. The car was inside in the shed for about it's eight or nine years since that event. And he got a call. Someone had tracked down that it was um, him who had the car and said, will you come over to Italy? He drove the car 
from, I think, is it, was it Carandona? I think he was wrong. I think he drove the car from Carandona all the way to Italy, but they paid the, the fuel the whole way for him, which I'd say, no, was a fair bit. Like, But to have not started the York either, a 22B of all things. That is so unreal. So crack. yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, that kind of rounds out our very legend. I wouldn't call it a look back because it's ongoing, but it is. It is look. It's a look back at the way. Rally legend used. appreciation. Rally legend all, appreciation all other, podcast. Yeah. All other bets being off, I would have gone this year. Yeah, look. If obviously if this global situation was better than it currently is. Um, a lot of people we, and the entry would have been up as well this year I think yeah if things get back on next year hopefully uh, might get back over as I said it's not that expensive to go by the way we're not in any way affiliated or sponsored by Rally Legend uh, if they want to invite us we're, we're more if, than happy if, to if go they, if they want to give us free stuff yeah we're yeah. I, I do oh, like those new martini style Rally Legend shirts by the way yeah <laughs> they are fantastic just saying that to those people at Ray Legend, they are fantastic. So, I think yeah, yeah, we're actually less likely to get out enough from, from, from because of doing this podcast. We're probably detracting <laughs> from it, exactly. These fuckers yeah. like it, and we won't go there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've done got, we don't need to get them again, like, uh, but um, no, it is, it is unreal. Just get over there, as I said, spend a few days over there extra if you can, and take in the you know, the area around Maranello and stuff like that as well. It's just that was our biggest mistake, yeah. We yeah. we we yeah. flew back. To, yeah, yeah, you were, you were under pressure, weren't you? Yeah, Pisa, oh, shit all. We yeah. had to go the whole way. Like we actually did the whole tourist thing of I don't know if anyone ever seen the Chevy Chase film, um, where they go on their vacation across America, stand beside the Grand Canyon for literally two seconds. That's what myself yeah. and Lowry did. We went up to Tower Pisa. We had half an hour before the flight. We were going, yeah, bang, done. Yeah. Right. We were Pisa, the, Pisa. the best way to describe Pisa, it's like Clanmel with a fucking tower, and that's, that's all <laughs> I'm going to say, right? <laughs> yeah, like uh, the, the the tower, the the square of miracles or whatever it's called, is is lovely. Everywhere around that is far less than miraculous. Far less, far less lovely. Yeah, just don't bother. Don't bother. <laughs> a, a, Look at cra- a cracking array of postcards though, and little figurines that you can bring home. Yes, you, absolutely. If, if, you want to knock a, if you want to knock a petrol heads holiday out of it, yeah, do that Bologna and all around that. Um, all the factories and everything that's yeah. there in Bologna. And then just cruise your way down the, the uh, what are the Autostrada? Autostrada, yeah. And they're, they're an experience in themselves. I remember oh. on a, another trip over there with, with herself and she was actually, I, I told her to just, just go to sleep in the car when we're on the motorway because like, you know, you'll just be constantly fucking scared at, at, at the crack. So this is like a two-lane path of the Ahastrada, and the limit, as far as I'm aware, is 130 kilometers an hour. Now, I couldn't go into the slow lane because that's for the trucks literally glued to each other. And if I stuck at 130k in the fast lane, within three seconds, there'd be a car full of nuns in my boot, you know, flashing and hooting to get out of the way. Like, so you just had to keep it flat. I definitely, I think we averaged just one section for maybe half an hour I don't think a draft under 160k like and you know deal for the speed and fines after I think speed and fines are just like tax over there you know they just they just pay them they don't it's just part of what you do but it, it was an experience in itself and we got to where we were going really quickly and she was most, like, that, that was good yeah yeah <laughs> you were asleep for that like the most yeah, unnerving bit is, is driving underneath all those mountains the way the tunnels are actually it's an amazing feat of engineering how they have the yeah. motorways go in through the tunnels of these Amazing, like mountains, and you're like, yeah, 
yeah, this is okay. Just let's drive through this as quickly as we can, you know, so we come out the other side of it. Like. Yeah, but now maybe look, we've said our we've an idea for the next uh, series of the podcast, um, which will be we'll reveal in due course, but that'll might tie in nicely with a trip over there next year. We'll have to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, as I said, hopefully when things pick up again, get over there. As Art said, if you have a passport and you're anyway into rallying at all, just just go there. It's brilliant. You won't regret it. And if you do regret it, um, don't, don't bother come back crying to us because it's your department. So yeah, the, anyway. the, the, we can't all be wrong. No, <laughs> <laughs> we, have we yeah. ever been wrong? Oh, I've uh, <laughs> ever been right. I suppose it would be a better way of putting it. Yeah, so that wraps us up for, for this episode. Uh, catch us again in a couple of weeks' time. Um, we will reveal what the content of that one will be in due course. But uh, suffice to say, it will be interesting and exciting and all those sort of things that we try to achieve. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Wish luck. Anyway, uh, so from Art and Tommy and myself, thanks very much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.